Yeah, it is just that because Chris was like, you know, why do I want to go to Dubrovnik? <laughs> What's there? <laughs> and uh, he loved it. I mean, he, that was his favorite stuff. Just look at him and say, GOT, man. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> DCL Duo fans, just a quick note before we get into tonight's show that we are doing a giveaway in honor of DCL's return to sailing in the United States. So we're giving away a replica castaway key sign. You can head over to our Facebook group right now to see a photo of it and learn how you can enter to win. We'll also post that information on our Facebook page. Real quick, the ways that you can enter to win are to leave us a new five-star review over at Apple Podcasts, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, or by joining our Patreon. And there are differing numbers of entries based on what you do there. This is for new reviews and new subscriptions only. Please don't go and leave us a re-review of the show or unsubscribe and resubscribe to our YouTube channel. We are going to do a special giveaway for folks who've already left us a review or who have already subscribed to our YouTube channel of one of David Koenig's books, Signed. More about all of this on our Facebook page, so head over and check it out, and we hope you will take advantage of it and, and get some entries to win. So with that, we will head on to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the DCL Duo podcast. And we are excited this week to have a repeat guest on, Jennifer, whose family wrapped up a cruise on the Celebrity Apex last month in August in the Greek Isles, I believe it was. And uh, we're just excited to have Jennifer on to talk about the compare and contrast between Celebrity and Disney and also the perils and pitfalls of international travel at the moment. So really excited to talk to Jennifer. So let me start by welcoming her back to the show. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we're excited to uh, to chat with you again. For our listeners, just a reminder, Jennifer is our one of our ABD Adventures by Disney experts. And she has done a ton of those. And this reminder is kind of helpful because Jennifer, you were supposed to be doing an ABD trip, not a celebrity cruise originally. Is that right? Yeah, actually, I've only successfully done two, but we've had maybe a ton canceled <laughs> the past two years. So yeah, we went through um, a couple of different cancellations, the most recent of which was Greece in August for these dates. And they canceled on us like two and a half weeks out, actually. So that's in a scrambling for some kind of decision if we were still going to try to go and what we'd would replace it with. And since I had independent air degrees booked on Delta, we just decided to go ahead and go and, um, you know, did our own itinerary for a few days in Athens and then uh, jumped on this cruise because there was uh, last minute availability. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive, actually, that ABD canceled on you two and a half weeks before the trip. That's that, that's amazing. They're doing a lot of that recently, which is interesting because Tauk and a lot of the other big companies are still going. And at the time, Greece wasn't, uh, I don't think it was level four because that obviously triggers them to cancel, which now basically everything's level four, right? So, I mean, it's interesting because America is really more of a hotspot than anywhere else right now. But it does make it really challenging to plan. You know, we love traveling with them, but they don't make it easy. Well, Jennifer, for everyone out there, why don't you remind us, we're going to be talking about a cruise on the Celebrity Apex. Why don't you remind folks about your cruising background, just so they have it firmly in mind? You know, what kind of cruises have you taken in the past uh, aboard Disney, Celebrity, other lines? Sure. Um, well, we haven't done that many. I did a couple of Royal Caribbean with my family as a kid, which I remember enjoying, but that's about the extent of my memories. Um, and then we've done. A couple of Disney cruises. I've been on four 
because I did one with my mom and the other three were with my, you know, immediate family with my kids over the past few years. And even though originally my significant other and my daughter were not too keen on the idea of cruising, once we kind of did that first Disney one, they actually really enjoyed it. You know, they loved playing the games and uh, the entertainment, you know, they surprisingly really kind of took to it. So, but we had not been on Celebrity or any other cruise line, you know, since we started cruising as a family a few years ago. So first time on Celebrity. Okay. that The Apex is a great introduction to Celebrity, I have a feeling, because it's, it's the newest ship. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, b- before we get into the ship itself, you know, traveling internationally right now is pretty fraught. And so I'm curious, you were traveling, uh, you and your immediate family, and you mentioned before the show, two kiddos, one vaccinated because they're eligible to be vaccinated and one not because they're not old enough to be vaccinated as of yet. And so what was the trip planning like, like uh, figuring out what the restrictions are, getting into Greece, even coming back to the US at the end of the trip? What was that like? Uh, It's definitely a lot of attention to detail because every country is a little different seemingly, plus you have the cruise requirements. We decided to to get into Greece. Uh, we had to provide proof of vaccination, and then we had to fill out sort of a one form per family online, just kind of saying, you know, what dates we were going to be there, where we we're going to be, so they could, you know, track us for contact tracing purposes. My son had to provide proof of uh, a negative PCR test. I think it was taken within 72 hours of landing in Greece. So that made it a little tricky. Sorry to interrupt you, but within 72 hours of arriving in Greece, not 72 hours before? No, I'm sorry. It was probably 72 hours of departure. And so so we decided to test everybody just to be safe because we certainly didn't want to. We knew Celebrity is testing every single person getting on the ship. Plus, we knew we'd have to test ba- to come back into the U.S. So just to be safe, you know, we just tested everyone 72 hours before. We used CVS, which we've had good luck with in the past, doing the PCR tests coming back in about 24 hours. But, you know, with the recent surge everywhere, uh, we could tell they were much busier testing than usual. And so we, we panicked a little bit that the results wouldn't come back in time. And so I actually took my son the next day, poor thing, <laughs> to test at uh, his pediatrician's office where they did kind of the, the deep brain swab, which he really didn't enjoy. But anyway, so luckily, and of course, all our results, even from CVS, came back kind of the night before we were supposed to leave. So, and they were all negative. So that was reassuring. Although in general, was travel anywhere, but particularly internationally, it's interesting because I put all this work into uploading everything into Delta system. And then you get there and they, they still want to see everything anyway. So. I'm not sure how much <laughs> all that effort was worth it. So I would just say, you know, you can upload it online, but always bring, you know, your actual vaccination card, bring paper copies of tests, bring, you know, digital copies of tests. It's just better to have more than enough uh, paperwork than too little. So the test for your for your youngest. One quick question: Was the test for for Delta for Greece? Or the cruise or, or all of the above or, or some combination thereof? Basically all of the above. I don't think Delta per se has any specific requirements, but Greece, he needed a PCR test and the cruise ship, he needed a PCR. Plus Celebrity, at least, you know, there, they um, rapid test every single person at the port to board the ship. So that's why we, you know, for many reasons, obviously, we double checked everybody before we traveled because we wanted, we didn't want to travel, obviously, unless we knew we were all negative. Right. You don't want to get there and then get turned away at the port. What, what were the testing requirements 
So were they different as between celebrity and Greece, or could you get one test and use it multiple times? Like I know Hawaii has different testing protocols and anyway, was it one test for everything? Yeah, no, you could, um, uh, it was one test, uh, PCR test. Um, and only my son needed it because we were vaccinated. So we just went ahead and PCR tested everybody. And then at the port celebrity rapid tested, actually they did a rapid PCR test on my son and they just did a rapid antigen test on the, the other three of us. You get all your ducks in a row and you head to Greece. I'm just curious what it was like getting into the country after the flight. I know you mentioned the flight was masks the entire way, which is not surprising. And that can, that can be difficult with kiddos for that length of time for sure. And so I guess, how was the flight over and how was it getting into Greece? Yeah, the flight over was really smooth. I find in general, kids are pretty tolerant of masks. It's usually the parents <laughs> that are the ones that act out. So even though it's, it's, a, it's a long flight, I mean, it's about 11 hours or so. Um, you know, we had no issues. I think as, as usual, even though the flight is in part at least overnight and you kind of land uh, in the morning Europe time. I don't know. My kids are really bad about sleeping on planes, as am I really. So we've discovered kind of what works best for us usually is, you know, by the time we got there and got our bags and um, got through security and everything. And actually, you know, that was pretty easy. They just kind of glanced really at our, our uh, vaccination cards and paperwork and everything. We had a little trouble finding, I'd, I'd set up a private van service and I'd actually set it up for kind of a little after we arrived because I, I always figured it would take a while to get through all the extra checks, but it was really pretty quick. So anyway, by the time we got to the hotel, what we find works best for us is if we get in the, we're able to get in the hotel right away. And luckily one of our two rooms was ready. Uh, anybody who wants to kind of takes a, a nap. So Chris and the kids took about a a two-hour nap while I you know, made sure we had our bags and got us checked into our other room. And then we kind of forced everybody to get up uh, and just do something, at least walk around, do something for the afternoon just to kind of get us on the schedule. And so we did a little um, food tour with a company called Alternative Athens, which was great because we were hungry anyway. And um, you know, you don't have to be that awake or engaged really to... <laughs> walk around and eat snacks to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And plus it sort of served as dinner as well. You know, we did that from like two to 5 PM or so. And even though it was hot over there, you know, it, it worked well. Then we kind of took a couple hours and watched some TV. You know, we took put one adult and one kid in each room and uh, went to bed around eight or so. And as opposed to the first time I took the kids internationally was to England and France. And it took us days to adjust these last couple of times doing this way. You know, we slept from like 8, 9 p.m. all the way to, you know, like 7 a.m. the next day because everybody was so <laughs> tired. But then we're like on schedule. So it worked really well. And I'm curious, you know, how safe did you feel just wandering around Greece and how much was open uh, to do? Um, it seemed completely open, really. Um, Greece and honestly, most places we've been outside the U.S. <laughs> since all this began, which hasn't been a lot, granted. But I think other countries are... They take it very seriously. I mean, everybody inside is masked. You know, nobody, people in general are not wearing them outside because it's, it's hot and you're outside and, you know, you're not in crowds. But, um, and it was nice because it, you know, it wasn't overly crowded like it can be a lot of the time, you know, and we were spending a lot of time just outside walking around over the next couple of days. So, because we did a couple of different tours uh, and a lot of the uh, sites like the Acropolis, I mean, they're by their nature, they're all outdoors. Uh, so it, 
you know, it was really very smooth. It was interesting because they the hotel had a beautiful rooftop buffet, which was kind of partially open air. Uh, and even though it was a buffet, you know, you obviously you had to wear your mask when you weren't seated and they had disposable gloves. Every single person, including the kids, had to wear and you had to get new gloves each time you went to the buffet. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it felt very safe. So. How was the reception you got from the locals? Um, you know, I'm just I'm just curious if folks see like people traveling as a bad thing right now or not. So yeah. No, I mean I think they're they're excited to have tourists back. I think as long as you're respectful and you follow the rules. I mean, I think Greece had a fair bit of tourism this summer while not being crowded yet, like usual. You know, they were doing a pretty brisk business. And we mostly tour with some kind of guide, just so I don't have to have my nose in a guidebook the whole time. You know, we find uh, like there was one group we used called Alternative Athens that did like a street art tour. So we just use, you know, things like that, which I think make it, you know, pretty smooth and seamless. How many days, not counting the day you arrived, how many more days did you have in between to play tourist in Athens before you headed to the port? Um, just a, f- a couple. We we basically had two and a half days. You know, we I think I had about a 10 day block uh, vacation total. And so, you know, and you have to count, you know, flying, flying time. So maybe it was maybe 11 days or so. So it's always nice to kind of, and that's just the way it worked out. I mean, we were just, when I was looking for alternatives to fill the gap from our canceled vacation, this cruise, the dates overlapped, you know, it was kind of a perfect overlap because it was a week long. We could fly back the day it ended. And then we were able to get there a couple days ahead of time, which is always nice just to get acclimated. And we wanted to see some of Athens anyway. Well, and you don't want to show up too early or else you start to run into the problem of you need to get your test somehow in Greece before you get yeah, on the ship. Exactly. That's a good point. I think Greece was 72 hours before departure. And then Celebrity must have given us about a five day window or something because his test counted for both. Well, how was the, um, I guess, how was the online process for Celebrity? I, I, I don't know if you've gone through the process at all for Disney recently, but, you know, obviously Disney Cruise Line has shifted to uploading a lot of like your passport, your security photo online, and you got to use a third party website to upload your proof of vaccination or, or go through the testing process and all of that sort of stuff. Is that fairly similar with Celebrity or, or how was it? Yeah, fairly similar. We had to upload a photo and, um, I think we just had to answer questions about being vaccinated. I don't think it's hard to remember, to be honest. I presume we had to upload our cards. I, I don't actually remember, but I, I certainly know when we got there, maybe about six different people looked at them. Um, there were a lot of a lot of hoops to jump through, but we probably had to upload them ahead of time, I'm sure. And then once I got his test result, but there was no third party company with Celebrity that I can... Well, yeah, there probably was, to be honest. I think there was. I think I'm getting, I'm forgetting celebrity versus just getting into Greece. But yeah, I think they had some kind of separate third-party company. They just didn't really refer to it that way. You know, once I kind of uploaded a picture, I'm sure, of all the vaccine cards. And then once I got his test. So it was it was pretty straightforward. But just like everything, you really have to kind of read and double check all the steps and the rules just to make sure you're meeting all the requirements. Mm -hmm. So how did you get to the port from Athens and about how far away was that? And then let's sort of walk through the the check in boarding process and how that went. Uh, Sure. We took um, both to and from the airport and then to the ship. We had to get a van, I think, just because there were four of us and we had bags. So you pretty much have to have sort of a, a van service and drivers in Athens 
are absolutely crazy in our experience. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting place to be a tourist because we always felt like somebody was about to run us over. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but the drivers that we had, I don't want to imply they were bad. They were all very good. And so we, we went to the port. I think our arrival time was supposed to be about 1 p.m. And we showed up maybe 12.15. So I was kind of worried, thinking they would be really strict. Nobody checked the arrival time. So unlike, I think, Port Canaveral, that really wasn't a big deal at all. We were staying in a um, suite because I kind of used all this money from the canceled ABD and put it towards a nice room. And plus, I thought having the extra level of uh, attention would be nice in case anything went wrong. But anyway, so that made it nice because, you know, somebody met us at the car and kind of walked us through the process. But of course, the two major problems I ran into is I didn't have Wi-Fi service in these outside kind of tent staging areas that were set up for boarding. So all these things I'd done on the app, I couldn't show them, you know, all my QR codes. So that was kind of a, a pain because I should have thought to print out, I guess, the the celebrity boarding QR codes. I did have what must have been those third-party, you know, proof of vaccination and proof of uh, testing QR codes, luckily. So, you know, I showed either our vaccine cards or Garrett's test results. And we, like I said, we must have showed them to, I remember showing them several times. And then we all went be tested um, by, you know, celebrities testing partner. And um, my son was really nervous because he had two really bad experiences recently with uh, really aggressive, you know, testing. Even though he's had many, many tests over the course of the last year, these last two were just, like I said, just bad experiences. So, but luckily they took he and I to a lady who was super nice and was really great with them. And then Chris and Bali got their tests kind of on their own. And then we kind of went and waited in a big, you know, outdoor waiting area. And, it, you know, it's hot. It's um, greased, just like Texas in the summer. But they had fans going. It was it was covered. You know, they were giving out water. And it was pretty quick. I mean, I think Chris and Violet and I's test took only about maybe 15 minutes. Garrett's did take longer, I think, because it was a PCR. So he was, of course, panicked, <laughs> you know, that he wasn't going to get on the ship. And I said, you know, don't worry. It's it's, it's all for one. We all don't. I know. Poor thing was so, so worried. Uh, don't worry. We'll leave you a tears. credit card and wave goodbye from the dock. I know. He was just... <laughs> And I think that's one thing as a parent, you feel those are the moments where you feel really bad and like, oh, you know, maybe this is a bad idea because you don't want them to be stressed about, you know, something like just always said, it's, it'll be fine. It's all going to work out. And luckily he was not. Good, I was going to say, it's funny because our our son was not stressed at all about his test. We were, meanwhile, we're freaking out in the front of the seat of the car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah so. But remember, but remember her son is. Yeah. yeah, but her son is nine and ours is seven, so there's a little difference That's fair. there. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, he he knew what was going on, and uh, and it didn't take that much longer. Maybe another ten minutes. It it really wasn't bad total. I think we were through that whole thing in like half an hour. So yeah, it was it really wasn't bad. And then once he was negative, he you know there was shouting and jumping for joy. <laughs> uh, and then that's when we ran into the problem of me not having access because I couldn't show them. Uh, basically, I guess what amounts to our boarding pass, right? Because I, I couldn't pull up my app. And I, I don't know why I hadn't thought to print it out. I guess just because it was all done through the app. You know, I, I never received like an email that said, hey, here's your boarding pass. So so then, they, you know, I had to go kind of to one of the windows and have them print me out those boarding passes. Yeah, it's interesting they don't have uh, like offline access or anything like that. 
Yeah, it, it was uh, it was actually just totally caught me by surprise because I felt so prepared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is the sweet uh, category that you sailed in on celebrity? Is it like a cruise within a cruise? Kind of like Norwegian, you know, has the haven. It is very much, yeah. I mean, we never ended up going to the main dining rooms or you know really visiting a lot of the other floors because of that. I mean, they have their own pool area. They have we used. I mean, my son and I used all the pools basically on the ship, but, but when we, and then we, ours included specialty dining. So I think maybe four of the seven nights we ate in the specialty restaurants uh, because, you know, Celebrity and Royal have so many different restaurants. And then the other three nights we ate in the suite, the dedicated suite restaurant. And it's not that we didn't want to try the other dining rooms. We kind of did, but, you know, you tend to, you have the same waiters in the suite restaurant and you're seeing them every morning for breakfast. So I think we we almost felt guilty, like <laughs> on the nights that we didn't have, you know, uh, like a steakhouse reservation or something. We felt like we needed to go. <laughs> <laughs> you needed to see your waiters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Our assigned restaurant. So they wouldn't feel like we were not appreciative of their service. Yeah. Let's start at the top. Let's kind of run through some categories on uh, on your cruise with Celebrity. And then uh, maybe we'll do a little compare and contrast between Disney. But start with your stateroom. So sounds like you were in a suite, which makes it probably a little nicer than those deluxe family staterooms on Disney Cruise Line. But how is the stateroom on the, the Apex? Oh, yeah. No, we had a... Well, I mean, the ship's brand new, which is nice. And then we had a pretty extravagant room. I mean, it had... It still had like kind of a couch pullout bed and then the, the big queen... Um, but it had like a little plunge pool on this little veranda and it had uh, two really basically full bathroom bathrooms or at least one and a half, which was super nice. <laughs> it's like very like that's very luxurious. So uh, we cannot complain. It was really nice to have all the space. Now, Celebrity used to offer butler service in some of its suite categories. Did you did you have access to a butler? Yeah, it, it, I mean, we had a butler quote. I mean, we're pretty low key. so. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where they they stock the room with bottles of liquor and things like that. And we don't really we hardly drink, you know, I mean, we have like a glass of wine once in a while in the evening and that's it. So and then, you know, I uh, I think the only thing I really had the butler help me with once in a while was uh, they have like a shoreside concierge, which makes helps you make reservations and things ahead of time, which I did. But then when I got on the ship, they weren't really at the necessarily on the days and times that he'd emailed me. So I was sort of, but then, you know, you'd see the the butler and he'd be like, Oh yeah, no problem. I'll just, you know, help you, help you sort it out. So that's pretty much all uh, we, we really needed him for, to be honest. Well, aside from the stateroom, I guess we, let's we talk, talk food. Well, let's hold off on food for one second. Just talk about kind of amenities around the ship because these sure. celebrity Apex ships have a little bit more going on than a Disney <laughs> ship. It sounds like lots of pools. I know they have the magic carpet and celebrities pretty, in, well, I don't know, famous or infamous. Uh, one or the other. I don't know if it's like a solarium type of thing with a live performance art show going on. And so, Jennifer, what kinds of stuff did you experience around the ship and, and what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the pools were very nice. I think the uh, the pool in the the suite area is is small, kind of like the little Disney pools. I think we had 800 people on a ship that ho- holds 3,000 plus normally, and then the cruise after us actually they said there was only like four or 500, which is pretty incredible. I don't know at what point it's profitable or not profitable, but but yeah. So I mean, that's pretty luxurious. I mean, I have pictures in the evening where I think my son and I were the only ones in the pool. During the day, it was always, you know, I'd say fairly um, 
fairly busy, but certainly not crowded. But people were generally out, you know, on the deck and in the pools. Their performance space you're talking about is Eden. Uh, I think sort of as an overview, the one thing my kids definitely warmed up to it all by the end. But it's funny because they're they're very adventurous eaters. You know, I think fancy themselves pretty (laughs) upscale travelers. But they both said, you know, they felt kind of at least my daughter a little bit out of place, you know, felt like it was very adults oriented. And, uh, you know, they both complained about going to Disney too much before and it being kind of young for them. But <laughs> my daughter, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I know she was like, we went to some of the games, you know, the uh, games and activities around. And she said, you know, well, you know, I, I like when we were in there to or play trivia or whatever, but she's like, I kind of miss, you know, when Mickey was cheering me on, <laughs> on <laughs> you know, doing trivia. And I said, see, you know, I told you. <laughs> and uh, she said, you know, I kind of miss seeing, because there was a lot of modern art around and, um, you know, definitely adults. It's, it's, it's themed to adults. So, you know, she said, uh, I kind of miss the, the whimsical statues in the atrium and things like that. So, so, but it was good. I'm glad that she got that perspective to see, you know, Disney does appeal to us, even if we're not really at the age where we're going to the kids clubs and doing a lot of that stuff anymore. So, but they did do, uh, she and Chris did a, um, they had an activity, which was called an escape room, which they love escape rooms. And they said that was actually really great. It was very well done. We did kind of a little archery thing all together one day. And then she and I did some Greek mythology trivia one day. So we did a few of the activities around the ship. I can't imagine archery. Mine would be sailing off into the ocean every time. But, oh, it uh, wasn't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but Well, I, I mean, I'm curious. Well, so our sense too, when we sailed on Celebrity was we felt a little out of place and we were in our 20s, but um, uh, Actually, yeah. Yeah, we were in our late but 20s. It, it, yeah. But it's got to be tough too, because I, I would have a feeling international travel and Mediterranean cruise might be a little lower on kids uh, in August, but I, I might have that wrong. Yeah, there were there were definitely some kids, but it certainly felt geared towards adults. And and we missed uh, checking out the kids club open house the first day, so then we just kind of never made it because you're you're so busy with a Mediterranean itinerary. There's not a lot of downtime anyway, and I think they just felt like they'd be out of place as one of very few kids down there. And and they don't honestly spend a lot of time in the kids clubs on the Disney ships either. But but yeah, I mean we just kind of didn't end up doing a lot of that. Well, if at this point in the show you're thinking, man, I want to get on board the Celebrity Apex. It sounds amazing. The good news is you can head over to touringplans.com slash travel, sponsor of our show, and they can help you book that next fabulous cruise vacation you want on any cruise line. We've used our travel specialist at Touring Plans Travel to book a Royal Caribbean cruise. We love using her also for our Disney vacations and our Disney Cruise Line vacations. The level of service and attention to detail is just unparalleled, and we really appreciate having her help and expertise as we plan these vacations. She's there to answer our questions. She sits on hold when we don't have time to. She's simply amazing. And so we love our travel specialists over at Touring Plans Travel and know that you will get that kind of service from any of the travel specialists over there. So remember, it doesn't cost you anything extra to book. Our travel specialist actually just got us a discount on a Royal Caribbean cruise we had already booked because she's constantly monitoring the rates to make sure we're getting the best rate possible on that vacation. So head over to touringplans.com slash travel to get a free quote on your next vacation. If you book with touringplans.com, please let them know the DCL Duo sent you or you heard about them on the DCL Duo. It really helps to support our show. And thank you, Touring Plans Travel, for continuing to sponsor the show. It really means a lot. 
Do you have a sense of the passengers on board, like international, mostly oh, from? Yeah, they, they actually said 90% were Americans. I was shocked. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. That's interesting. Before we get to, I know Sam is chomping at the bit to no, talk about okay. dining. I, I want to talk about the port stop. So how long, what was the uh, length of the cruise? You know, it was seven nights, right? And uh, yeah. what kind of port, what kind of port stops did you have? That, that seems like a tricky proposition right now, but I, I don't know, maybe not if they're just all in Greece. What it, the other thing that was interesting is they changed the itinerary like maybe five days before we set sail and swapped out one port. And we got really lucky. Actually, the, the three stops that they kept were Mykonos, Santorini, which, of course, are kind of the classic Greek Isle stops, Rhodes. And then they were supposed to go to Cyprus and they ended up canceling that one and swapping out Dubrovnik, Croatia, which um, I'd heard was beautiful. And that's where we were supposed to stop amongst the Greek Isles on our couple of canceled Disney Greek Isle cruises. So we we got pretty lucky. So the the only negative was the first day became a full sea day. And then you had like four ports in a row. So that was pretty tiring. I mean, it would have been nice to break it up a little bit. Right. Would be nice to have a, a your sea day like smack in the middle. But the Greek Isles are so close to one another. Um, so it kind of makes sense. How did they manage the port adventures, Jennifer? Was it the kind of the bubble concept that we've heard about? They had to be getting off for a specific port adventure? Or what, what were the rules around getting off in the various ports? I guess? Yeah, I don't know all the rules. We were limited because my son, since he's unvaccinated, he had to do a celebrity approved adventure. So we didn't even look, you know, on our own, to be honest. So what we did is we ended up doing a, a private adventure through celebrity on two of the stops. And then we did group tours, the other two stops, which what, you know, I'm sure is more expensive to do. It was very expensive to do one privately through them as opposed to arranging it on your own. But that was sort of the only choice we had. And I mean, the private ones were amazing. They had great guides and they did a great job. I just sort of gave them some different things I wanted to accomplish or see in those two spots. And um, they kind of did the rest. And so it was, you know, it was really nice. Definitely more expensive than if I'd done the legwork myself. And, and did Croatia add any complexity because you were sailing outside of Greece into a new country? No, I mean, it was just the same, you know, had to scan us in and out of the ship, just like they normally would. And at least Croatia, since that was a private tour, it was fine because they basically just, you know, had us go right to our guide who was waiting right outside the ship for us. And then we had to stay with her the whole time until they put us back on the ship. So, And what kind of port adventures did you did you do, Jennifer? Um, anything stand out as really, really fun and interesting? I'm sure they were all fun and interesting, but did anything stand out for you? Yeah. Um, well, Croatia was great. We did, a, I mean, it was a private itinerary. So we, as part of it, I did a whole kind of, it's very popular there right now, kind of the Game of Thrones site. <laughs> nice. Uh, because Chris, I do not watch that show, but Chris loves it. And um, so, I mean, and he really loved that tour. And honestly, we all loved Dubrovnik. I mean, it is, it's just absolutely stunning. Obviously, I mean, it felt busy, but not crowded, you know, so I can't imagine what it's like <laughs> at a normal time. But uh, it was great. I mean, we walked the city walls up high and we went to all kind of the stops along the Game of Thrones tour and we took the cable car. So, I mean, it was amazing. We would go back there in a heartbeat. We had a great time. Yeah. I've heard that city is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It is just because Chris was like, you know, why do I want to go to Dubrovnik? <laughs> What's there? <laughs> and uh, he loved it. I mean, he, that was his favorite stuff. Just look at him as a GOT, man. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and then Mykonos, we did, uh, that was, gr- I mean, we really kind of got lucky on most of our ports. Mykonos, we did a group tour, but it only ended up being our family and another couple and then a single lady traveling. 
And so there was only seven of us. We kind of walked around the town in the morning when it was cooler and not crowded, which was great. And then we did the afternoon. We went to a um, cheese making experience, which for us, we're all big cheese fans. So (laughs) it was a guy who had been doing this for several generations. And he, it wasn't just cheese. I mean, we, he made a ton of things, you know, pastries and uh, raviolis and, you know, kind of made everything from scratch and then got the kids involved in helping him. And so it was just great. I mean, we had a really fabulous time doing that. Aside from the Port Adventures, let's finally get over to actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to make Sam even happier. Let's talk about shows on board the ship. So I I am curious to hear a bit more about Eden. Uh, I'm also curious to hear a bit more about the onboard shows if they were running. And so what was the show experience like? Yeah, they had different shows every night. Again, they felt pretty geared towards adults. You know, my son and I went to one of the shows the first night and it was called Tree of Life. And, you know, honestly, a lot of it was like with pop songs and they were dancing and singing, but it just, it just, didn't really interest him. And, you know, my kids go to the theater. I mean, we, we go to Broadway shows in New York and everything. And, but it just, I mean, it definitely was geared towards adults, um, not inappropriate, but just adult themes, you know, but one of, they did have another show that was kind of aerialists and acrobats that I took my daughter to, and she really enjoyed it. And I think they all would have, you know, Garrett would have enjoyed it too, if he'd given it a chance, but Kind of once he, you kind of lost him the first night. He was like, oh, I'd rather, you know, just relax in the room. And in fairness, we were, they were long port days. So everybody was really pretty exhausted by the time we got back. Yeah, you're doing a lot of walking on these tours, I'm sure. So you, you get back, you're eating dinner and maybe doing a little bit around the ship. Yeah, exactly. And you're pretty worn out. And then they had a couple of singers a couple of the other nights. And I went to see one of them for a little while one night. And- you know, and then the last night, I think they had a show that was kind of rock music, kind of Springsteen and that sort of thing, which I mean, Chris and I would have enjoyed, but the kids were kind of like <laughs> not interested. <laughs> so, which is, you know, we usually go to every single one of the shows on Disney and we, we make use of the movie theater and those sorts of things. So um, we definitely kind of miss that. Yeah. yeah. What was the Eden thing Brian, that Brian was talking about? I have no idea. Yeah, it's sort of... um performances in the evening. It's not as in your face, I think, as it was when they first started the concept. They're, I think, more just, you know, the singers and dancers that work in the main theater, do some things in the evening. The one thing we did go to there, we went just to dinner one night where they had some music in the background, some people singing, and it was a great dinner, actually. And then they had a um, afternoon tea one afternoon for the sweet guests where they had some performers doing some uh, kind of Alice in Wonderland themed, <laughs> you know, uh, activities. But, you know, there were like only like five groups of people eating. So it's a little weird, right? Because you have people like performing and, but, uh, but we, it was still fun. And they were, one of them was like a sketch artist and he was, I guess, secretly sketching Chris <laughs> during the whole thing. So at the end, he brought up the sketch. So the kids got a big kick out of that. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it kind of a lounge that you sit in and have a drink? And yeah, then it's like live? it's basically like, like, has a lounge plus uh, a restaurant. And uh, the, I mean, the food there was actually great. That was one of our favorite meals. We ate there for dinner. It was just, it's right at the aft of the ship. So it was kind of a beautiful view. And, and they had some singers who were nice. Uh, you know, so the entertainment was good. 
did you, uh, I know you had to try it out, I guess, to get off the ship, but, um, you know, the celebrity, the newest ships are kind of famous for this, uh, fl- uh, is it called the floating carpet, the magic carpet, right? Magic carpet off the side of the ship. What was yeah, that like? Grew, did you get a chance? Yeah. We really didn't get much of a sense of that. They, they had, um, a formal dinner there a few nights a week, but it was basically entirely shellfish and Chris is allergic to shellfish. So we, we decided that was not a, a great option for us. So we really actually didn't end up eating there. And even though you're supposed to, I thought, board on and off that for uh, tender ports. If we were boarding, I couldn't tell that. <laughs> it just seemed like we were leaving the ship out of a regular tour. So I don't think we really made use of the magic carpet. No, I'm also curious on board. I mean, I don't think celebrity is like Royal Caribbean or Carnival and like having lots of water slides, roller coasters, bumper cars, because it is geared more toward no, adults. Yeah, they really don't have any of that. Yeah. Yeah. The solarium yeah, okay. is adults only. So we weren't hanging out there, obviously. I think where celebrity excels, which we do enjoy, is they had, I mean, they really had very good food and um, their buffet, which I'm kind of kicking myself. We didn't eat lunch there a couple of times. We just got some snacks once in a while was extravagant. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, that's well, my memory. Well, let's do it. Celebrity. So okay, let's do it. Let's talk about food. So Jennifer, what are the food options on board? Obviously, Celebrity is one main dining room. They don't have rotational dining, but then you've got a bunch of specialty restaurants on board, right? And the and remember the sweets dining room. And the well. sweets dining room, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty incredible. They had actually three main dining rooms for the general oh. guests. They had a like a aqua class dining room for like their spa class guests. And then they had another sweet dining room, Lumine, for the... Um, the sweet guests. And then they have all these specialty restaurants and they have, you know, the buffet and kind of the quick service type stuff. So, I mean, it was really an incredible amount of food, especially considering staff all that and, <laughs> and manage all that for <laughs> what amounts to less than a third full. But, and the food was, you know, with very few exceptions, really very, very good. So. And, and now the main dining, it sounds like you didn't get a chance to experience it, but did you peek into any of the dining rooms and do you rotate between them or are you assigned to one? Do you know? I don't really know that. No, I mean, we did. We were basically um, went to our retreat, you know, I think they called it or the sweet dining room about three nights. And then we did some of the specialty restaurants the other four nights. We did Eden once. We did the their steakhouse, uh, their sushi restaurant and what's called Wonderland, which is sort of a dining experience. They have kind of this animation that um, they must have something projecting from the ceiling and it happens on your plate and on your table as you eat, which was kind of a long experience because they do it for three courses and it has to be synced up. So everybody is seeing the animation at the same time. So you're waiting for other people kind of to finish their courses. So it was kind of a long experience, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was very well done. It's going to be challenging though, to, because I, I'm assuming then everyone has to get their food at the same time, which mm-hmm. is even more challenging. It's yeah. pretty impressive how they coordinate it all. <laughs> Well, and so the specialty restaurants, what did, what did you think? I mean, I've, I've always longed for sushi at sea on, on Disney Cruise Line because we're big sushi fans. But um, I guess, what did you think of the specialty restaurant? Yeah, I mean, we think we're, we were pleasantly surprised. I mean, we'd heard they were good. But like I said, all our meals were really very, very good. And the retreat, some of our food, I think, was like a little hit and miss. Like they felt like they had something made with butternut squash like three nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but then other things were really very, very good. So i you know, I really can't complain that much. And then their general buffet, which their cabana's equivalent, I guess, was, I mean, really just amazing. They had, I went and 
looked at it and got a couple of little things, but I really wish we'd eaten lunch there. They had like a Greek buffet one day, which was, I mean, we'd done at least two food tours in Athens, you know, prior to boarding the cruise. And we saw all of that and like a million other things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was really just incredible spread. I was so impressed. So I kind of wish we'd done that for lunch uh, on our sea day because the other days we were basically off the ship, you know, 80% 80% of the day because we were doing kind of all day tours. Right. You can't really come. It's not like Castaway Key where you can go back to the ship for lunch if you want to. You are really at port. It's like, yeah, it's like being yeah. at one I of mean, the other ports. European yeah. cruises, you're there basically to see Europe. So much to my son's dismay because he, <laughs> he really likes being on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. I do too. <laughs> well, aside from the quartermaster on board getting a little aggressive with the uh, the fall flavors and butternut squash, was it, were there uh, I guess were there upcharges for the specialty restaurants or how did it, or was that included with your suite or how do you Yeah, because that work? we were in the suite. I mean, that was the nice thing about the suite. Basically, everything was included, you know, drinks and Wi-Fi and uh, specialty restaurants and everything. So, that made it really nice. I can imagine if we were doing our typical cruise, which would be just a normal room, that would be sort of frustrating because we would be somebody, we would want to do the specialty dining package. And I guess you're paying for it all up front so you don't feel it so much um, at the end. And we don't drink a lot, so we probably wouldn't get the drink package. But uh, certainly by the time you pay for the, the internet and the specialty restaurants and everything and the excursions on top of the cruise, um, you know, it definitely adds up. Were the, were the excursions included for you in the suite class or did you have to pay, pay for those separately? They gave us a credit of, I think it was a few hundred dollars or something, but yeah, no, I had to pay for those. All. Well, I'm curious too, um, what shopping was like on board. And then I think we also have to ask uh, the biggest difference between a Disney ship and just about any other ship out there is that there is a casino on board. <laughs> so I'm curious if the casino was open. It was. I think we pretty much avoided it. We don't, we don't gamble. We, we, don't want to be around anywhere where there's smoke, to be honest. Although I didn't really notice any except like one or two spots outdoors that they had set aside. For and then the shopping, we walked through the shops because, you know, we, we were, were looking for souvenirs and things, but I just didn't really, there was nothing really that appealed to us, to be honest. A lot of the shopping is, you know, jewelry and art and, you know, not stuff the kids are going to really be interested for a souvenir. And frankly, I'm not, you know, a jewelry shopper at sea. So I missed uh, my... My Mickey souvenirs. So <laughs> now I usually collect pins or or whatnot, you know, from the given cruise I'm on. Yeah, you're missing Mickey's uh, mainsail and uh, white caps. <laughs> and they had a more casual gift shop, but it just, uh, you know, there wasn't anything really that appealed to us. We got a couple of souvenirs on our excursion. Being one of the celebrities' newer ships, I'm just curious. I'll just call it what the onboard technology was like. You know, Disney relies on an app. Is that the same for celebrity or do they give you the RFID trackers? Their app base, their internet is, I think, I'm sure Royal too is a million times better than Disney. So that was the one thing where they really excel above Disney for sure. Other than, you know, that obviously the food was very good. We definitely were spoiled with uh, with good working internet. <laughs> How about the service? You know, that's one thing where we all talk about how good the service is on on Disney. I think we talk about food. We talk about service. Sounds like on food, celebrity, and and this was our experience as well years ago. It was really on par with Disney or better in some areas, I would say even. Not like, you know, Apollo and Remy, I wouldn't say they were better than Apollo and Remy, but main dining, I'd say some of their higher end restaurants or specialty dining is probably better than, you know, like main dining on Disney, for example. But curious about the comparison on service. 
Yeah, the service was excellent. I really, you know, I couldn't say anything bad. I mean, everybody was very accommodating. And um, like I said, our only snafus were kind of uh, dining reservations <laughs> would seemingly change, you know, even on a day to day basis. But like nobody, it's not like I got an email to tell me and they, they didn't show up in the app for me, at least. But I, they would drop a card off in the morning. Oh, by the way, you're supposed to eat here at what such, such time. And I'd be like, oh, OK, <laughs> that's news to me. And so it was just kind of. But every, I mean, really, other than that, the service, I'd say it's very good. And they were excellent with the testing before we got off. You know, they, the morning before you're we supposed to get off, uh, you just you had to make an appointment ahead of time to, for your slot. And then you went down, you know, you got the test and then they sent you an email and gave you a paper copy, you know, later that night. Oh, wow. So like you went down to the medical bay, like the last day of the cruise, basically? Mm-hmm. The, the day before you were supposed to get off. Yep. You just went down there. You know, everybody got their their swabs and then they got the results test and they actually announced it was interesting. They announced they had one person, no crew, but one passenger test positive who was, you know, asymptomatic and vaccinated because everybody was except the kids were not vaccinated, some of them. But so I don't know what happens with that person, but presumably they would help them you know, figure out next steps, I guess. Before we wrap up here, Jennifer, I'm curious, did you get to experience the spa on board at all? The celebrity ship? I did. I went and had a massage um, one day just because I missed it after about two years now. And it was great. I mean, the massage itself was great. I think like I run into on Disney, you get the aggressive sometimes sales pitch afterwards, which is that is always just frustrating. (laughs) I wish you could just check a box that say, I'm only here for (laughs) massage. And that's it. Well, what was the disembarkation process like? Like, you know, Disney's having people join virtual queues, although we actually didn't experience that on our trip on the dream. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it was very smooth. We got our negative test results, which was great. We were scheduled to fly out that day. I think we had a 1 p.m. flight. You know, it pretty much you could get off whenever you were ready, at least especially as a sweet guest. So we basically just put out our bags the night before. We took our carry-ons. We went and ate breakfast, took our carry-ons, just kind of walked off around eight. And it was very easy. I mean, there was, you know, obviously the ship was not super full. We just walked into the port building, you know, picked up our luggage and we had our driver. We arranged a driver through Celebrity while we were on the ship. And he was up, he was waiting and he just took us to the airport and we were there super early at the airport. So the whole thing from ship to airport took like an hour. It was very simple. Well, I'm uh, rather than ask you these questions at the end here, I'm going to change up our sort of our rapid fire round a little bit and turn it into kind of an either or round, Jennifer. And Sam's looking at me with a tear running down her cheek because she loves rapid fire. But we've had Jennifer on before and done rapid fire. So I'm going to kind of do an either or as between celebrity and Disney. And so let me just start with, I think I know the answer to this question, but I can't ask you stateroom because that's not fair. Uh, Fair comparison, I don't think. Uh, So we'll skip stateroom. But let me start with with shows. Do you prefer Disney over celebrity or is it a tie? Um, I will say Disney. I mean, certainly we've seen some of those shows several times at this point. But uh, we also have just some great memories of their, you know, non-Disney shows, just of their, you know, like Buckets and Boards and some of their, you know, entertainers they contract with, I think, tend to be obviously, you know, very family centric. So uh, plus they have the movie theater. So we will give them the edge. 100%. (laughs) So no movie theater on the celebrity ship. That's interesting. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
I guess that makes sense. I mean, Disney owns a bunch of movies, so it's a little bit different scenario. Yeah. All right, so let's skip to onboard service. Disney, celebrity, or just a tie? I would say I would say probably a tie. They both were excellent. I, you know, I think in general, the cruise ship crew I've had on either one has been really terrific. The all important dining and food. It sounds like you might give the edge to celebrity, but who wins out there? Yeah, I'd probably give it to celebrity, um, especially with the buffet and with the choices and, uh, you know, a big problem for us with Disney is, uh, I mean, our kids would love to eat at Palo and Remy and they, I, you know, gladly pay for them because they would eat, you know, it wouldn't be an issue. Um, and they can't. And so, you know, that really limits what we're not usually willing to go eat without them, you know, and there's no opportunity for them to join us. So, so certainly that's, that's a big one for us. Yeah. I've always thought with Disney Cruise Line and some of these experiences, they could easily allow, especially Palo. I think Palo, I get it. I get what they're trying to do, but I think Palo, you could have kids in there even for brunch, you know, uh, Remy, Remy, I understand. Yeah. They could do like an early seating for dinner that would allow you to have kids and like, but like, let's say like a five o'clock seating, right. Or a five thirty seating and then have an eight o'clock seating and have the earlier seating yeah. allowed to have kids or kids over a certain age or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't ask you to compare port adventures because that's also potentially an unfair comparison. Well, given just, the yeah. Apples yeah. to oranges. Yeah. Yeah. But let me ask about just onboard spaces in terms of just generally aesthetic. restaurants, aesthetic, bars, pools. Like who do, you, who do you think has the edge on the just the onboard spaces? Yeah. I mean, I think generally we p- prefer the aesthetic of Disney just because um, we like that environment and we like, you know, the Marvel sailings and the Halloween sailings and whatnot. But the pools, I would definitely say celebrity is doing that better, except, you know, they're missing the slides, which is a big part of the fun for the kids. But uh, I think they make a little better use of their main deck space. They had a very cool running track, actually, that was kind of a figure eight, which, you know, and had some inclines and things. So made it a lot of fun. So uh, so there's pluses and minuses to both. I, I remember on our celebrity ship, one thing I loved is that they actually had an indoor pool on the the Yeah, the that's their that solarium pool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice because sometimes you, you know, even in the Caribbean heat, it's nice to be in the indoor pool a little bit because they temperature control it. So... That can be nice. But then you don't get funnel vision. So, um. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, A couple more questions here. So uh, family experience and cruising. Sounds like maybe Disney based on your kids' feedback. What what do you think? I would say so. And I was kind of surprised because I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. Because like I said, they're getting kind of... They're not so interested in going to Disney World anymore and that that sort of thing. But it's good. I mean, at least it made them appreciate what the pros and cons are of both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like they're they're aging out of some of the Disney activities, but uh, the, but a lot of those family activities, I feel like they're probably not aging out of, right? <laughs> yeah, they like the um, you know the game shows and whatnot that that are geared towards, like I said, kind of the whole family. I'm not even going to ask about technology because Disney loses to the Washington State Ferry Service <laughs> yeah, on technology sure. on board. <laughs> but I will ask, maybe I'll phrase it this way, bang for your buck. Disney, which is, I think, you know, fairly well considered to be a pretty expensive cruise line. It might be on par with Celebrity, actually. So I think it might be a fair comparison in terms of cost. Yeah, it may be hard to compare just because, like I said, we kind of went extravagant for the room this time and we wouldn't normally get that type of room. So, I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, I think if you're in Europe and you're doing a really poor intensive itinerary, you probably can't go wrong, you know, doing Royal or Celebrity or one of the other lines. But I I certainly look forward to doing it with Disney one day because I think um, it'd be interesting to see kind of that direct comparison. And I think we'd really enjoy kind of getting some of the Disney magic after a long day. 
you know, walking around the ports. Yeah. So I guess the big question is, and this isn't an either or, but would you sail celebrity again? Um, yeah, I definitely would. I think I'm very based at this point in my life. So, you know, there's definitely places I want to go with Disney. I'd like to try one of their Alaska cruises and, you know, some of their European itineraries if they work for my schedule. You know, celebrity and world have a lot more choice sometimes with with the itineraries. So, you know, I'm kind of not that interested in just cruising around the the Caribbean just to do Disney, although I will do it once for the wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting too, to go back to the point you made earlier. I think ship itself is important when you're doing port intensive sailing, but not as important as it would be like in the Caribbean, right? In the Caribbean, the ship can become the attraction because it's the same ports over and over again. And if you sail enough in the Caribbean, you just stop getting off. And we've done that, you know, for some of their specialty sailings like Marvel and whatever. Well, Sam, did we cover everything you want to know about the celebrity apex? Yeah, it sounds like actually, I mean... We've hit the top of the apex here. Yeah, well, it's funny. (laughs) I, I think, Jennifer, that your impression is, you know, our impression of celebrity is... 10 plus years, actually, I think, gosh, it's like 13 and 11 years old because that's the last times that we were on Celebrity. We were on board the Celebrity Millennium, if I recall Yeah, because I I think we were on in 2008. It was already old, which was already showing. Uh, And the Infinity one time. Yeah, one time of the Millennium, one time the Infinity. And we were on in 2008 and then in 2010. And we had very similar impression that you did. Excellent service really top-notch, excellent food, particularly in like specialty dining or... Although we did not have the range of selection for specialty dining. We did not have that range, but we had the... We were in like sort of the 18 and over restaurant, so the adults-only restaurant, which is also really high-end and really, really good, but that it lacks some of the entertainment and family-friendly kind of activities, despite being beautiful ships and well-designed and all of those things. So... Um, not definitely not, not something I, I would say no to going on again. Just uh, maybe not my first choice for family cruising. I think that's fair. Well, Jennifer, as always, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share your experience with our listeners. And so thank you so much. It's been great. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Well, we really appreciate Jennifer coming on the show this evening and talking to us about her experience aboard the Celebrity Apex and traveling internationally right now, which just I can't like I can't wrap my head around doing uh, just from a logistics standpoint, if nothing else. And so uh, really happy to have her on to share her experience and her family's experience with that. So look forward to having Jennifer back in the future. We always love hearing about her fabulous vacations. So with that, I do have another five star review I want to read on the air this week. This one comes from uh, Island Guy who writes great podcast. I started listening to your podcast about seven or eight months ago. I have never been on a Disney cruise, but have been to both Disney parks. My wife and I are both cruise fans who have sailed on Royal Caribbean. I find your podcast very informative and helpful for when we cruise Disney in the future, which we definitely will. Thank you for all you do from a fellow Washingtonian. Well, great to hear from you on Island Guy. We love hearing from our listeners and we really appreciate the feedback. And we got some shows out there on Royal Caribbean too, comparing it to Disney so you can go learn about the pros and cons of both. So with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there as always for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We read them on the air each week, and we love to hear the feedback from our listeners. If you'd like to leave us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content, or come on over and join the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to support the show, remember you can head over to Touring 
DisneyLivingPlans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you or browse to Patreon.com slash DCL Duo to join one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Okay.